The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Toby and T.J. back with you on a Thursday morning, February 9th. This show brought to you every day by Riverwind. Post-game thoughts of, well, that was abrupt. Post-game thoughts of uh, Porter Moser coming up bottom of the hour. 82-72 Baylor wins last night. Sooners back home against Kansas on Saturday. Noon tip on Saturday. Uh, OSU wins last night, 71-68 over Tech. It was West Virginia, 76-71 over Iowa State. Kevin Durant has been traded to the Phoenix Suns. Russell Westbrook has been traded to the Utah Jazz. Trade deadline at what time today, TJ? Three? I think that's right. Three Eastern, I yeah. believe. Two o'clock. So that we're we're in the central time zone. So two o'clock here. If you're right. But well, might not be. <laughs> uh how did you feel about the Kyrie Irving debut last night? You won the game. Uh they won the game. I just was uh I was watching the OU game and um, just kind of following along with it. Seems that he played well. He af- uh, had the right response to the first question in his post-game press conference. So, so far, so good after what one game. What was that? His first question after the game by the media was, your thoughts on the Kevin Durant trade? And he said, why don't we talk about my team and the win we just had? All so, right. You know, okay. Kind of blew off the KD uh, talk there. So, um, One game in. So far, so good. They seem to be getting along. He has not dropped anything crazy uh, about conspiracy theories or flat earth or anything like that. So, so you love him. I love him right now. You're a Kyrie I've Irving fan. I've been converted. I watched <laughs> that silky smooth jumper last night and said, "Woo! look at that. Did Luca not play because he hates Kyrie last night? Or That's why? the rumor. That's the rumor. Yeah. See, we could start that. Um, and it would spread like wildfire. So, Man. Listen, I can't really sympathize but i can kind of sympathize i was in a situation earlier this year when sam ellinger was my quarterback right it's awkward (laughs) so i get it you're feeling some things i am feeling some things because (laughs) like even like early yesterday like media was there and they were like uh, doing shoot around uh video footage stuff and i was watching it and i'm just like i it made me feel icky you know i'm like (sighs) yeah and then he goes last night and drops uh, 24, whatever it is, in his debut, and they win. And they haven't won a whole lot with Luka out of the lineup this year. And I'm like, well, look at this. Look at this. And I'm like, stop it. You look can't like him. This. Stop it. Look at you. He does look good in the Dallas Kyrie. uniform, though. Maybe I've just misunderstood this guy all along. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, it's opening day, Teach, for the OU softball team. The champs at it tonight out in Los Angeles. I checked in with Chris. They did they arrive, arrive last okay. night. Oh, good, good. Yeah, they did arrive. Boy, he's had some travel the last 48 hours. 6 o'clock tonight, OU and Duke 
who Chris says is one of the two best opponents they'll face in this event. Duke and Washington are the two best. Tonight they get Duke at six, Liberty at nine, eight days away from the OU baseball season opener. Uh, speaking of feeling some things, Teach. Um, I have increasingly the last several years become interested in like sports psychology, sports fan psychology. We talk about it a lot on this show. It really interests me. Um, it should be a thing. Is that a thing? Is sports fan psychology like a class you could take at college or can you become an expert in that? That should be. Should be a not. thing because it's very interesting. Maybe you should start it. You're you're a professor over there. You, you know, know this you're is right. my new class. I'm going to I study the uh, sports, sports fan. Not sports psychology, because I'm not talking about like how to make basketball players shoot the no, ball. No, I get better, what you're saying. Like the fandom. Get, if you're a catcher with the yips to get you to throw it to second like base. Like Baylor guy last that. night. What makes him put on shooting sleeves and a jersey? Yeah, that and could be part of it. His thing is to heckle opposing coaches and players. Well, I'm, I'm, I think I understand that. I think he gets a lot of attention for it, and he gets opposing radio guys to turn around and take pictures of him. So <laughs> he likes it. But, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But the last few days has been interesting for me. I've done some self-evaluation here, Teach. I'm going to get on the – I'm going to lay down on the couch, Teach, if you'll uh, take some notes, please. Um, because I've been – I've been following this Leeds thing. My manager got sacked, as they say in England, TJ. His name was Jesse Marsh. He's a an American. And as you know, I listen to way too many Leeds podcasts, and I've become obsessed with this whole thing. And they have hated Jesse really from the get-go. Uh, he's been there less than a year, and he's following the man, okay? He's following an icon, a legend, the guy that got him back into the Premier League, uh, Marcelo Bielsa. And so he was in a difficult spot anyway because he's following the man. And But they really haven't liked Jesse uh, from the get-go. And England, I've learned through th- following this, TJ, English soccer fans specifically, although I think it's the entire country, somebody who – has a better understanding, could probably fill me in, but certainly the soccer fans, football, are perpetual pessimists. The sky is always falling, right? They, like, what could go wrong for us today? Uh, I think it's the country. I think that's just kind of the attitude of the country. It rains a lot. The world's against them. Their, their fish and chips is really all they got going on over there food-wise. Their teeth are bad. You know, there's a lot of things going on in England, Teach. And they're just kind of perpetually in a bad mood. And Jesse, they found very irritating, Teach, because he was too positive. Right. He was, even after a loss, he'd say, like, um... Uh, I think we're moving in the right direction. We found we're finding momentum. We're going to learn from this. We're going to get better. He was Ted Lasso, basically. He was positive American guy. You, know, you haven't watched Ted Lasso, but he was positive American who came over and was trying to coach their soccer team, 
And obviously Americans don't know soccer as well as English do. And after a loss, he just wouldn't admit they're terrible. Just admit they're terrible, Jesse. And he would always come out and be positive. And it just drove him up the wall how positive he was. They hated him for it. And I have a, I can look at that and I apply it to my own life, TJ. And I think I am very irritating to people. Oh, because yes. of that at times. Without a well, doubt. You, you didn't have to agree so quickly and vociferously. <laughs> well, who Jeez. do you think they come to? You, Your work wife. You couldn't wait to jump <laughs> on. I didn't even have that sentence out of my mouth. <laughs> I, I I think I not just like other sports fans, but like some people in, in my family probably. I'm just too I just won't admit sometimes we're terrible. Will you just admit we're terrible? I'm not talking about basketball. I'm talking about anything. You can't be talking about basketball. They wanted you on Monday to admit. Just say they're terrible, well, Toby. Well, I am talking about basketball, but it could be this football season. It could be oh, any jumbo. baseball yeah, season too. in the past. Uh-huh. Right. It could be anything going on in my life. I just am a glass-half-full guy. And for a lot of people out there, it is highly irritating. Just admit we're terrible. That For the people who are like me, those people are like, dude, what a miserable life you must live. You just complain about everything. Do you not get joy out of anything in life? I mean, what what are you supposed to, like, after a loss, are you supposed to just think, well, we suck. We're, I don't know even why I would cheer for this team. I'm going to give up on them. Like, it's hard for us to understand them. I have seen a reflection in myself, TJ, in this situation with my my soccer team, which is what I'm trying to relay here, in how England has reacted, how Leeds fans have reacted to this overly. Now, he didn't win enough, so that's part of the That's really the biggest problem. But they were constantly irritated at his personality. So I don't want that to be the case with me, TJ. I want to always be evolving and improving myself. However, I do think being an optimistic person is a positive thing. It just doesn't work very well if you're a radio show host. You know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. I don't want to become a miserable person just so I can fit in better with you and everybody else out there who's constantly miserable about this. When am I ever miserable? Um, Dallas Cowboys? Well, that's because they're terrible. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Not miserable. I don't want to. I don't want to. I I am. I like the way I am. I'm a happy person. I don't want to be less happy, but at the same time, I want to evolve and improve. And I don't want to be irritating everybody all the time with my optimism. And and uh, uh, what's a better word than opt? What's a more irritating word than optimism? I'm. Uh, You're a sunshine pumper. Sunshine pumping. Yes. There's a there's a, a word. Two words. Two words. Means be more relatable to people on the other side of the fence in this argument so what do you recommend here tj just be you just be you oh i am being me and me is irritating to people okay well be irritating to people they're irritating to you but i don't want to be irritating to people they irritate you though you get so irritated especially when things are going bad for one of the ou teams you get so mad at people and upset because they aren't more positive like you. 
so that you they're irritating to you in the same way. It takes all kinds in the world. You're not going to please everyone. Look at John in Wichita. He doesn't like me. Yeah, he really doesn't he like, doesn't me, doesn't like me at all. <laughs> so There's others that don't like me. There's people that don't like you. You can't please everyone. I don't think I'm. I think just to clarify what you were saying, you're you're accurate. I do get irritated at people, but I think it's just because I have to deal with them. You know what I mean? Like because of my job mm-hmm. and them being in my timeline or texting into my radio show, I'm like, oh, you're just dragging everything down, dude. Why do you got to be so negative about everything? Just be a fan. I just don't get it. I don't like. I don't understand that. Being a fan does not correlate with to me with being a critic. I don't I, that doesn't make any sense to my personality. I would never if I didn't have this show, I would never think to be a critic of my own team. Yeah. I'm just so, there to support them. I'm just some there to people root, that's root their them happiness on. though. Like yeah. I think we bring up Kurt from time to time on this show. I think Kurt is happiest when he's miserable over his teams. When he can go on to Twitter and just rant on the Denver Broncos, or the other night he was going off on the Oklahoma basketball team and what an embarrassment they are for that university. And I think that's his happy spot with sports. Right. Because you see Kurt, you run into him, he's happy-go-lucky, pleasant, smiling, he'll give you a hug. Super guy. uh, Blah, blah, blah. And then you go on Twitter and it's like, I hate the Denver Broncos. They make my life a living you-know-what, and they're just terrible. I think that's his happy spot in sports. He and Andrew Shepard are the two most <laughs> right. two people that in person and on Twitter are completely different personalities that I've ever met. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on some people have the outlet of social media or sports radio or whatever, and it's a release for them to be able to complain. I feel bad, so I want to make you feel bad so that I have somebody to feel bad with. Is that right? That's right. I, I'm angry, so let me tell you how bad you are so that I get some of my anger out and you'll feel bad. And it'll make me feel better if I can make you feel bad. Um, my kid gets angry at me because I complain too much watching games out loud. I get too angry. And then, um, then like, after a game's done and, like, a few days have passed, he'll ask me something and... I, and he'll say something about a team being terrible or something. I'm like, well, they're not bad, but Yes, they are. All you did was complain about them the other day. <laughs> I said, ah, that's different. He goes, no, it's not. You said so-and-so was terrible. Like, so, And I realized, boy, he's really listening while I'm complaining during games. <laughs> but then he, I... thinks, he thinks that team's terrible because of the way I view a game and my outlet of yelling at the television. So are you talking about when you're watching a, a, a game and you're, you're complaining about teams being terrible, yeah. are you talking about one of your teams? Yes, you're like I'll about? be watching okay. an OU football game and I'll be like, ah, oh, you moron, what were you doing? Right. Yeah. See, that's exactly, that's part of what I'm talking about right there. That's fascinating to me because that has never been a part of my life. Right. That, you know, you know how my dad's personality is and me, like watching a game, watching your team and doing anything other than cheering them on. Let's go, guys. Come on. Let's get going. Let's get going. Come on. Put a drive together here. You know, that kind of thing. 
is all I've known and understand. And so to watch your own team and be yelling at your own team doesn't compute. Like until I met you or got got into this profession, I wouldn't even know that existed. (laughs) Yeah, I yell a lot at the TV, like throughout the game. I get angry. And does uh, that make you feel better? I mean, why, um, why is that how you grew up? Do you just, is that your way of cheering for your team is to be mad at them when they disappoint At times, you? yeah. Like, that's my motivation for them. Like, yeah, I don't know how, to, I don't Telling know. Telling your say. team so they're it, terrible. It's weird what for me, too. Do? And you've pointed this out about me. It's weird for me, too, because I will sit there and be so angry during an OU football game. Uh, they'll give up a long drive, and I'm like, how can you let that happen? You finally went and scored. You got some momentum going. Then you turn around and let them go 80, 80 yards on that drive. Just ridiculous. And I'm just I'm, – I talk out loud. I'm angry. But you flip it to a certain other sport like baseball, and you've pointed this out. I'm a massive sunshine pumper when it comes to the right. Texas Rangers. And the Rangers – are the worst franchise that I've followed throughout my life that I'm a fan of compared to collegiate program, pro uh, teams, whatever it may be. They've had the least amount of success, (laughs) yet I am overly positive when it comes to them. Everything is good, and I watch a game just like you. I'll get mad sometimes and be like, oh, when they give up a home run or something. But but when it comes to the Rangers, I'm like, man, look at what they did in the offseason, bud. It's going to be our year. I can honestly tell you, I have never once in my life watched any of my teams and been mad at them. That's fascinating I, to me. See, that feeling, fascinates me just like it fascinates feeling, you the opposite way. The feeling I feel is disappointment. Not Never anger? anger? What, why would I be angry? Ugh. What is there to be angry about? I'm disappointed. Like, I wanted my team to win this game. Or in the case of OU, a lot of times I know the players or their families and I'm disappointed for them. But I'm like, Tad Gummit, I really wanted to win that game. What is there to what why would I be mad at anybody? It's not like they tried to lose. It's not like anybody on the Colts or the Reds, I'm not gonna take this away from OU. It's not like anybody on the Thunder or my professional teams went out there and said, Well, I'm gonna lose tonight. I get they angry hitting their shots. Because I feel sometimes I want it more than they do. I wouldn't have made that mistake, you idiot. <laughs> well anyway. God, I love to see I love this topic though. I'm sure I'm boring people, but I love the sports fan psychology. No, that fascinates me that you say you've never been angry at one of your teams. I don't know that how that's even possible. Like that blows my mind that you, like you've never, like been like punched the wall mad. Like I'm, I've never punched a wall, but like I've wanted to. I did, not that I can think of. But I, the I, Rangers, I, I went out and cried on the front porch when they lost the I World mean, Series may, to the I'm Cardinals. Sure, I'll think during this commercial break, surely I can think of an occasion where maybe somebody did something that made me angry, but that's just not what I feel. I feel disappointment when they lose and I want, you know, really want it or it's a big game or, or disappointed for them. I like, you know, I feel terrible for the guys right now that they're going through this streak and everybody in the world's on their case and everything. Right. So. Uh, 722, we're way late. We'll be back. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. T-Row in the morning show each and every day brought to you by Riverwind Casino, OKC's number one gaming destination. They are simply the best. They're the one for entertainment the one for games, the one for fun. 
Blackjack, 10 tables to choose from in their newly located Black Pit area north of the Coupel House. They got uh, Blackjack Progressive, over 140K right now. Uh, the Showplace Theater currently housing 378 games as other renovations go on. Concerts will start back up in the summer of 2023. Earth, Wind, and Fire has been promised to you by one Mike Steely. So. I saw um, on the Grammys the other night we lost a couple of members of Earth, Wind, and oh, Fire. Oh, was that right? Was that right? So I don't know what we're down to. Uh, maybe we're just getting fire. Well, if we only get one, I hope that's the one we get. I don't know any <laughs> What do you want, them, Earth? Straight fire. <laughs> Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. To quote TJ, I'm a sunshine pupper when I watch OU football, but nothing makes me more angry than watching good players commit boneheaded penalties. Pass interference against Woody Washington? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, There are times when I feel that officials want the opponent to win more than the opponent does. Okay. I was – oh, want the opponent to win. Okay. I was thinking during the break, I do – I have gotten angry during games, but it's like – like, I would get furious growing up that Michael Jordan had a different set of rules than everybody else. Like, I'd watch a game, the Bulls would beat the Pacers, and I'd be furious. But I was like, Dad, he just gets away with everything, you know? I'd be mad about that. Or um, late in a game at Kansas, OU's got a chance to win, and they get five straight calls their way. That makes me angry. But not at my own team. That doesn't make any sense in my head. So you place your anger elsewhere. You won't admit Michael Jordan's just better and beat you. It's because they helped Michael Jordan beat your team because your team's better. Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. He also got a tremendous amount of help from the I don't remember any of that. I don't remember that at all. And, yes, that angered me. I don't remember that at all. I would not blame Reggie Miller for losing the game. I would blame the refs for giving preferential treatment to Michael Jordan. Yeah, Guys, that segment was fire. Straight but fire? for real, though. I don't know what the for real, though, is. Hmm. That means it wasn't fire? I don't know. Um, everyone, he doesn't know how to distinguish his feelings. Are you pushing the anger deep down inside, Toby? And replacing it with something else. You've got to let the anger out sometimes. I don't think I have it. I don't think it exists in me. Not with sports. Like, I'm just, I guess I'm just not that as competitive as some people. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Like, I'll get mad if. Well, I've seen anger with you. Well, that was a human human relationship situation, you know, like, and lack of sleep situation. <laughs> I will get like, uh, you know, I, I, you're right. I, I will get angry if if you're being obstinate and won't have a an adult conversation with me, then that makes me angry. And that was the occasion I'm sure you're talking about. Don't be a child. Let's have a, an adult conversation. Um, David West is a journeyman. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a big-time conversation. 
But I know I irritate people, and I don't want to irritate people. So I don't know. I'm doing some real – the Jesse Marsh situation is forcing but, me to look inward. Here's the thing. You irritate them, but you mentioned him earlier. Andrew Shepard irritates you. You still have a relationship with him, but but that's what I'm saying. Sports fan Andrew irritates you. Sports guy that you work alongside with. Sports fans very much irritate me. Right. Not my team. That's what I'm saying. He irritates you, but you still work alongside of him on game days. So what's your point? It's okay that I irritate It's okay that you irritate some people. They still come back and listen to you, obviously. I just, I'm a people pleaser. I don't want to irritate people. I, I want to... Meet all of their needs. <laughs> I want to. I want them to like me. Right. Everybody wants to be liked, so I understand yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it make you angry that they don't like you? Um. Not angry. No. <laughs> this uh, shark says, "Show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser." Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm a, I, I think I'm an okay loser. Like I would, I would rather not, but I, and I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed when we lose. Very disappointed sometimes. I don't get angry so much as I get embarrassed when OU football plays down to their opponent. I expect a different caliber of athlete slash play from my Sooners. See, that's another problem, and I have, I've talked about this with you before. If I worked in an office building with a bunch of OSU fans or Texas fans or fans of other teams, or I my social situation forced me to constantly be in contact where I was getting razzed or ridiculed or whatever about how my team played, I can totally see that. Yeah. That's not my life. I'm in a complete OU bubble. I got nobody in my life that razzes me about my teams other than OU fans. I got no OSU friends. I've got no – I got one Texas buddy that once a year will text me something. That's as close as it comes to anything. And I'm fortunate, I guess, in that way or unfortunate. Maybe that's the life experience I need to become more angry, TJ, is to work in an office setting where I have to defend my team and then they let me down and that makes me mad and now I got my guy in the cubicle next to me that's giving me a hard time. Yes, people live through that daily. Yes, yeah. No, I, I that would that makes sense. That would make more sense. But I don't have that. I don't. I do the radio show at my house. I go for a walk. I've got no friends. I have no social life whatsoever. And uh, then I go to the next OU game. That's my whole life. So I I don't have that. I don't have anybody that gives me a hard time. KJ agrees with you, uh, says, agree with Toby, disappointed, but not angry. Uh, this texter, the last one here, and I'll let, I'll let us get to the break. What I, what I, fi- I think Spine's supposed to be in here. What I find more fascinating with the psychology of a fan's attitude, whether positive or negative thinking, they can have an impact on the outcome of a game. The fans think they can have an impact. Look, the Dallas Mavericks would not have beat the Miami Heat and won a uh, championship had I not held my young baby's socks for every yeah. game of the NBA Finals. They were the lucky socks. We figured it out early in the playoffs. I held them for every game, do, and we won a championship. I do think the texter 
brings up an interesting point that has only really become relevant uh, since the emergence of social media is um, do athletes know how fans think about them? Sure. I mean, you either get cheered or booed at oh, a game absolutely. sometimes yeah. or whatever the case may be. But not to the extent you do now. Like, especially if you're a, a high school kid who has done nothing but get cheered his entire life, right? And then you get to college or whatever, and now you've got social media to try to deal with. And you hear coaches talk about it all the time and how they try to coach them up on ignoring the outside noise and all that kind of stuff. And people are brutal on there. They are brutal. And some guys, gals can handle it, and some are really affected by it. And that's another part of the sports fan psychology we're talking about well, here. That, that's a, I think that's a world psychology now at this point. Kids yep. are affected that aren't even athletes at this True. point and young adults and, yeah, everybody. I, have we reached the end of this topic? Are we boring people? Or, I don't yeah. think so because we're getting quite a few people responding to it. Porter, Mo- We're going to take a break from it for a second. P- what Porter had to say after the game last night next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Coach, tough one tonight. Thought you guys fought really hard. Just what are some of your early takeaways? You know, I, I you know, Kevin, I, I, I agree that our guys played so hard, you know, coming back. The grit, a lot of the standards we talked about pregame with Toby, I thought these guys came out. Um, I thought play with an energy. You know, I think some of our young guys, Otega, you know, had ten and six. Milos had eleven. Um, you know, Joe got it, got in there and had ten and seven. So we just had a, a, an energy uh, to ourselves. Um, really hard to stop Baylor when they're making shots like that. They're, they put you in so many positions. You know, it's either you know George, Cryer, Flagler, and then all of a sudden you get Langs and Love coming off the bench getting nineteen. Um, they're those four guards, and then they rim roll their bigs, and then you get Chachua back who can knock down threes. So when he's when he's knocking down threes, he really puts a little pressure on you um, with that. So um, I thought I thought we did. A, I mean, fought. We're in it to win it, and uh, you know. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a it's a really tough loss because these guys. Um, but we um, we we just got to go back, and we got Kansas on Saturday, and we got to keep fighting because I'm telling you, the guys' spirit. They were in there in the locker room right now. I mean, they 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 played really really hard, um, and. Uh, but we got we got to find a way. You know, we had the, made some young mistakes in the last four minutes, possession-wise. You know, Tega made a tough pass, and then we, then he tried. Then he kind of fell on a weave. Um, Grant came out of a timeout and just kind of threw it out of bounds, and um, and then Los got caught. So we had like four plays from some young guys um, that, that that you know that we were we were really efficient. I thought all game, and there was four tough plays that were not efficient. And that one coming out of the timeout, we just tripled it up and just threw it out of bounds, and that was that was a tough play. What does Baylor do with their guards that makes them so effective, especially Flagler and, and George? Offensively? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they can shoot and they can drive. I mean, they're they're so quick. So they, 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 they run a weave, too, and then they try to get you on a mismatch, and uh, and then they go downhill. And then, then they get Thomb up there, who literally lays the lumber on a very hard switch, and they're really good at shifting you off ball screens. But it, you can't. Um, you can't plug because they have shooters all over. You know, Cryer, Flagler, George, and, and Langston Love all can shoot it, so they, they kind of get you spread out, and then they can go downhill. You, you mentioned Otega and Joe Bamisil. I thought those guys did a great job for you. Just how, how much is their added 
uh, bonus? I mean, how much is that to help you guys? Well, I think, I mean, just they're, you know, starting to get some things, you know, both of them um, starting to figure things out, you know, as is, as it does with newcomers. And uh, Otega's arrow's been going up. You know, we've been really playing him a lot more than Joe recently. Um, but they both give us some athleticism, and then they're just figuring out some things we can do defensively. The thing that I thought they did today defensively is they got their athleticism into the game defensively. You know, sometimes they were thinking too much of where to be, and I, I think now they're starting to figure out where they need to be um, on ball screen coverages and all that. And then now they were playing athletically in, within what we were doing. And, and I, that is that, I, you know, I, I can just, just see Tag on a couple steals. Joe got a block shot, and then he almost had that block shot, and then he lost his balance. We were trying to get a fast break, and uh, it was a heck of a block shot, and he just, um, just didn't complete it. Grant was out ahead, and he was trying to get his balance. But I think they bring some, some length and athleticism now that they're figuring out some things we do defensively. I forgot about that play. That could have cut it to three, right? I think it was a oh, five-point game. Yes. Bama still makes the great play. He's mm. got an uncontested breakaway dunk, and he just can't keep his back, can't keep his feet. And uh, or has Sherfield uh, running up the yeah. court with him if he could have just two tapped on none, it over. Fast yeah. break. If he could have just even losing his balance, could have tapped it over, but he tried to, and it goes forward on him and goes out of bounds. Just yeah, that one. That one was tough. I can't remember what happened, but I'm sure Baylor hit a three. <laughs> I can't remember what <laughs> happened. Seems, but I'm it sure. seems like that. That oh, that no. was the problem with last night. Oh, you played so much better offensively and and really shot the ball well and, and did some good things. They just at times just couldn't stop Baylor. Baylor would just go back down and hit a three or mm-hmm. you know drive to the basket and get an and one and just you know it was the other end of the floor last night. They couldn't get stops at times when they were making plays. So oh, and that you. one you got and then you end up slipping and falling. OU shot a better percentage from the field than Baylor did. OU shot a better percentage from three-point range than Baylor did. OU tied them on the boards last night, which we talked going in, Tej, was massive. Remember, they got pummeled on the offensive yeah. glass. And at one Norman. time, it was equal 7-7 on offensive rebounds. I don't know what it ended up It ended being. equal, 9-9. Nine, nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Total rebounds, 34-34. Offensive rebounds, 9-9. Nine, nine. The difference in the game was the free throw line. Yes. Baylor a plus 12, I think, or 13 at the line. And they won the game by 10. And, uh, I mean, that has just consistently been an issue all of Big 12 play. Uh, here I go, Teach. I'm going to put on my irritating uh, Jesse Marsh Ted Lasso hat for a second. Warning. Always looking. Warning. Warning. Wow, that's a great idea. We should come up with a Toby's about to try to be positive warning. If you are going to try to find something to jumpstart something late in the season, Tega and Joe figuring it out and getting their athleticism onto the floor is your hope, I think. Athleticism is something we've talked about. I've talked about all year, Teach. This team has an athleticism deficiency. Those two guys are that. They're a little bit wild with the ball at times. I think they had five or six combined turnovers last night. But Tega can jump, man. He can run and jump and fly to the glass, and he's fouled out two straight games because of that, Tej, but he is an athlete. And Bama Sills bouncy and all over the place. And you can tell he's fresh. He hasn't played a lot. So he's got legs that, that are fresh. And 
And go-go gadget arms, man. He yeah. can come out of nowhere and, and uh, cause problems on the defensive end. So if so he can just maybe, put it together defensively. Maybe there's a glimmer of, uh, well, that's at least something new that maybe could help here. Uh, maybe not, but maybe so. That was encouraging to see them play so well. I tell you what, by all accounts, Joe Bamisil has handled this season like a champ. I'm sure he's massively disappointed. He was an all-conference player last year yes. in the A-10 and came here, I would imagine, with intent of starting and being a major impact guy and has found he didn't score between the Arkansas game in early December and the West Virginia game last week, almost two months without scoring, most of the time not playing. But he's been, a, by all accounts, great teammate, great attitude and has continued to work to try to earn his way onto the floor and it has now come and good for him yeah body language wise it even shows on him yeah. uh, when he would make a play last night it was clapping his hands and smiling and exactly. kind of getting down ready to no go sulking mm -hmm. yeah about his situation good on him i hope he has a great close to the season and he's got years left tj if this is going to click for him and figure it out he can play in the big 12 He's got the athleticism and skill set. If he can get it defensively, I think he's got two years left. But I don't know if he's, you know, who knows if anybody's going to stick around at this point. But in any at any team, not just OU, with anybody. But he does have time left if it could all click for him that he could play some more basketball at OU. 7.48, we'll be back. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. That last segment of Sunshine Pumping brought to you by Bright Start Biscuits. Want your day to start with a ray of sunshine? <laughs> Try a Bright Start Biscuit. I love it. See, I've introduced a whole new genre of advertisers to the show. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so you're telling me you would not have had uh, an altercation like the Dallas Stars fan had last night that's going viral. I haven't seen this. What happened? Oh, it's beautiful. It's young, skinny punk with a mullet, drunk, talking trash to a big older dude. And why don't you step down here and do something about me? And come on now. And then he drops a word he shouldn't have dropped, and the big old dude just squares up and just knock rocks his world and he tries to jump up and act tough and then the big dude just kind of holds him like a rag doll so the guy's girlfriend starts jumping in and trying to help him and the guy's like kicking and like it ain't over it ain't over and the big guy's just got him pinned down oh it's a beautiful video it's <laughs> awesome uh air comfort solutions text line uh let's see here toby just be you uh, Toby, don't change. We need the positive outlook, especially at 6 a.m. <laughs> okay. Stay yeah. you, Toby. Blow it all off. Is what this okay. is telling you. Boy, I'm getting a lot of encouragement. Hey, Toby, be yourself. Who cares what other people think? Yeah, okay. Uh, right. I like you, TJ. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, not his you? fault. <laughs> <laughs> not his fault. <laughs> uh... Let's see here. 
Uh, I'm going to have to. Where was that one? I'm going to have to start listening to the afternoon show because of all the hating text about OU teams and coaches. Those so-called fans are ridiculously stupid and annoying. All right. They do get a lot more of that. Well, I have no idea what we get in the morning. TJ protects me from most of it. But my sense is that uh, oh, yeah, the afternoon yeah, nothing, show We receive that. nothing like what yeah. I see that's left over from the afternoon the, the previous day. Yeah, They seed and water and cultivate uh, as much possible hate as we can get on the Facebook and text line in the afternoon. Not, well, I shouldn't say they. Tyler does, I think. This uh, psychologist uh, coming to us today. Food. I just sneezed. Let's see what the text line thinks about that. <laughs> food. Do you replace your anger with food? Yeah. Well, you've mentioned the burrito, so in a joking I, way. But. I don't. I don't think I replace anger with food. I'm just not an angry person, but I do substitute food for every other feeling in my life. Yes, joy, disappointment, uh, boredom. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, that's something I've battled my entire life for sure. I need to be more like you. Virtually everything irritates me. Like I can have the simplest thing. Are you texting right now or are you talking about yourself? You're reading a text or No, 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 no. TJ? I'm talking about myself. Oh, okay. This is me talking. Um lay down on the couch. Let me hear you listen. Well, I'm just saying like I can have the little uh the smallest thing set me off and just then I'm just angry. So I'm not like that at all. Have you always been that way, no. or has it been heightened by social media? It's heightened by social media okay, and, well then this, get off social and media. this job. There's no doubt about it. I used to be a quiet, laid-back, loving, just—I was you. Very positive, and now I'm just a curmudgeon. How many followers do you have? <laughs> I mean, how uh, many people are you following? Well, not very many, because you made me dump a how bunch of How many are you following? 200 and something? Let's see here. That you've you've done a tremendous job to get to that point. Two hundred and forty-two. You've got one hundred and forty-two people to cut out. <laughs> oh still. no, I can't. TJ, I, can't. I follow well, too many. Too many what? of those are uh, music pages that just talk about country music, which I find enjoyment in. So that is my sunshine. Okay, we'll I try to avoid one. a lot of the uh, angry uh, the, the media members and fans that make me angry. Well, you just said it's social media. Yeah, so you're right. Because I go looking for stuff. I go looking for stuff, and then okay. I get irritated, and I fall off into a, you know, start T searching things. Reads the news next. Top of the hour break.